0: Welcome back to another edition of the Jets official podcast here in the Play MGM studios. Jonathan Harrison in studio. Thanks for coming up.
1: Thank you for having me. Great to be here. I'm right. so
0: pumped to get a Florida game. Yeah, I knew hey, this was going to come Gator, out.
1: Go yeah, Gators. I knew this was going to come let's out. Let's
2: move you out of here. Bring in Marcus May
0: <laughs> and people as well. Let's get this let's going go right now. Well, <laughs> <laughs> We don't need wait, you. Wait, where's this love for your undergraduate school? <laughs> but don't worry about it. <laughs>
2: Gators. It you, go Gator.
1: Yeah,
0: that's right. If you have an advantage.
2: Wow, degree, okay. What's your most recent degree? <laughs> University of Florida. Hey. Master's of mass communication. Hey, hey. You he can take that title. You can Yeah, well, no. He's allowed yeah, to be a
0: fan, you know. Yeah, no, no doubt. Okay. That more power to you. I, I don't share the Gator love, you know, I'll root for you mm-hmm. on Saturdays because we're in different conferences, hey, if you're but
1: are a Gator, you're Gator bait, you know. So yeah. anyway. Well,
0: it, it, yeah, don't get in our way. No, <laughs> no 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 one wants to play this Iraqi's orange anyway, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so that gator bait might be like the equivalent of to uh, a school of fish. Oh. Hey, man. At least oh. He, at least you can
2: say you guys have good colors. So, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. about Yeah, that's it. yeah, yeah. fair. Yeah, uh, I,
0: I will I will agree with that. Fair enough. All right, Jonathan. There's so much that I feel like we know about you that we want to tell fans about. But I, you mentioned it earlier to me off off camera, that you were in the city today mm-hmm. doing an interview for Stomp Out Bullying. Mm-hmm. So just to paint the picture here, you went from being bullied as a kid to being a bully on the offensive line. And like, it's weird to think, obviously, that someone your size, which is the play in Stomp Out Bullying, mm-hmm. was bullied as a kid.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely um, I definitely get that a lot. And I think a lot of it came from, um, you know, in my household, my parents did not promote violence. Like there was no, there was no weapons. There was no, like we didn't really watch like violent movies or like sh- you know action films or anything like sure. that. Like that was just, that was just the way they were. And um, and my mom, like I remember, she would always tell me she's like, you can't retaliate against the people that are messing with you, picking on you, whatever it was, because you can actually hurt them. And like I accidentally hurt my friends all the time, you know. Like everyone's <laughs> like, you know, boys growing up, you're wrestling, roughhousing, jumping on the trampoline. I've broken an elbow, someone else's elbow, broken someone else's ankle. You know, like, sent so, home so with injuries. The- we weren't fighting. We were just, like, playing. Like, we right. were friends. Right. And, like, so she's, like, she, like, would emphasize that. She's, like, you don't understand, like, how large you are compared to the kids your age. So I don't want you to retaliate. And she's, like, it's not worth it. You know, it's really it's really not worth it. You'll look back at this when you're older and you'll, you'll probably laugh. And, you know, you'll think, like, these guys look foolish for messing with you when they did.
2: When did the bullying start for you, though? Because... Reading your story, you had a point in, in my words, on NewYorkGist.com. Written last, by yours truly. And year. yourself. <laughs> well, it's in my words. <laughs> yeah,
0: I understand that. But I helped him. Okay, okay this get is get not it. the
2: green show. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I got to get you talking gators. I got to get
0: something in there. Um, <laughs> trying to get his started.
2: So what is, stood out, it, it feels like that, yes, bullying, but some of that, felt like racism as well, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, there's definitely um
2: So when did it start? What happened?
1: I'm trying to think. Um I I always point to fifth grade. Mm-hmm. You know, fifth grade was my first year in this new area that I moved to in Central Florida. You know, I was born in South Florida, you know, moved around a little bit down there. My parents were travel nurses. So they would take, you know, a year assignment here, two years assignment here, just kind of bounce around. And eventually one of their assignments took them to Orlando. So we did Orlando for a year, didn't really have any issues in Orlando. Moved about an hour west of Orlando for fifth grade through the rest of high school. And that's when I slowly started like noticing things that, you know, no there was there was a couple of times there was a couple of times when like, you know, like like true like racial slurs or something would come out. I'm not gonna say it was all the time or very frequent, but it was just an odd coincidence that, you know, me being, you know, the the race that I am and all of that in the class was the main person getting picked on, you know, by, like, the same, like, group of guys for a couple of years and stuff like that. So it was just – and, you know, I even experienced it from, like, a teacher. You know, a teacher, like, I'll, I'll just be completely honest, there was three black kids in my class, and we were all in the um, enrichment program. So that's that's stating that, you know, we're a little advanced. Yeah. You know, so – And you're taking care of business. Exactly. That That's what it's stating. But then, you know, there was an English teacher that failed the three of us in, in her, her English class. And we had, each of us had straight A's in each of our other subjects and an F in her class, not like a C or something like that, an F. And no matter what we did, we would still have an F. And like, I would compare my test to someone else's test. I should have the same grade they have. I still had an F. And then, so like, you know, I end up, um, Sorry, I'm kind of, like, trailing right now. No, no,
0: no, this is great.
1: But, um, like, I ended up uh, graduating, or at the end of middle school, I couldn't graduate because I failed English. And so, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm going to summer school. And I told my mom, of course, she's, she's furious. She's like, like, what, are you slacking off in school? Like, why why are you going to summer school? And um, so I was like, you know, I just got to do it so I can graduate, go to high school. So I'm in summer classes, and the first day I'm there, I forget if it was the principal or the vice principal, but whoever was at the school he saw me he's like what the hell are you doing here <laughs> yeah. and i'm like you know i failed english so you know I, I'm, I'm here for summer school And he's like there's no way that's possible so he calls my mom on spot and he's like come get your son out of summer school he's not supposed to be here Wow. and then my mom oh came my God. yeah 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 my mom came grabbed me out of summer school and like that was that that was that and then we like put two and two together i'm like no this teacher really had like an issue with you know the color of our skin
0: but but no one realized uh, no one else from the school realized that that teacher was doing that or saw I guess my I guess I'm a little surprised that maybe the principal or the vice principal whoever it was it slipped through the cracks up until summer school it wasn't like he was looking at the grades and then all of a sudden was like whoa what's going on here let me get ahead of it it yeah. happened once you were literally in yeah. a seat in summer school yeah that's crazy yeah and, and I know that you had also talked about on your way, I don't remember the story you told me, but it was something about every day going to lunch and there was a
1: hill. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man, I, I honestly, like earlier today, I'll, I'll get back to that, but earlier today I was kind of just like, I call it black holeing, Like I'm just going through like memories in my head. I'm like, man, I've really just like trapped away and like filed as, away a as lot of things. Like, but that I, I got to imagine
2: up. when you go to these schools that, because this means so much to you, is that all these memories gotta come, yeah like a come trigger. up yeah. on, on yeah. spot? Here definitely. we are, we're talking about this, and uh, and the great thing about you is you're willing to share your experience. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. um, definitely, um, definitely, there's some triggers going to the schools and things. You know, I don't lose my mind, but I'm just like, wow, that, like, man, like I really thought this was okay, what I was going through at the time, like you know, it was just part of growing up type thing, but it really wasn't. Um, and that's why, you know, I'm going to try to, you know, make a difference. However, I can try to make a stand because it's, it's behavior that's truly, truly inappropriate and behavior that can really affect somebody for the rest of their life. And, um, well, yeah, the one story you're referring to this one, I'm not going to say was like a, was like a racing or anything, but this one was more of me being a very large guy, same height, same height in eighth grade, same height that I am now. That's 270 um. pounds though. So, you know, I'm, I'm like 30 pounds heavier, but same height. And, um, you know, I'm a really big kid, and I I didn't play any sports. I tried out for every sport team in middle school, didn't make any of the teams, and I was a musician. Like, going into middle school, I was a musician already. So let me continue playing the French horn and and the guitar. I don't see anything wrong with it. You know, it's a cool skill to have. But, um, you know, I definitely, definitely got made fun of for being this huge kid in the band, you know, band nerd, all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. And there was a group of, like, the athletic middle schoolers because there's no true, like, jocks in middle school, you know. <laughs> there's, like, the athletic <laughs> yeah. middle schoolers that play Pop <laughs> Warner football, that play Little League basketball, whatever, you know. And, um, and they just thought it was funny. You know, I'm coming down the hill, going to lunch, and our lunch line would get so long. Because there's multiple cities that went to this one middle school. So our lunch line would get so long that if you weren't one of like the first, I don't know, hundred people, whatever it was, in line, you weren't getting food. The bell would ring, you go back to class with no food. It's not they would run out of food, the lines were just that long. Right. So it was a thing. It was a thing to always like preset your locker. And so you get out of class, your lockers are already set, throw your books in there and you're gone. You're booking it to lunch. And then every day, like I'm coming down the hill, I'd run the same way. It was the fastest route to lunch. And I'd see the group of um the group of I was I was a little bit younger, so a group of upperclassmen, the eighth graders coming up the hill and I'd see this one big kid, he's like, Oh yeah, oh yeah, hold my books, hold my books and they just come charging at me. And I mean like first time I just took it. Like he came, just dropped his shoulder, bum you know, just knocked me, knocked me on my back, I'm scuffed up, all this stuff, everyone's laughing, whatever. The the inner me just wanted to ball my eyes out. But I'm like, I got to look tough. You know, I got to look tough. So I just kind of like dust myself off, keep doing a lunch. And then, you know, like it just kept getting worse. Like it would turn into like a game for him. So I'd like jump over the railing. I'm running in the grass, like all this stuff, trying to get away from this. And they just thought it was so funny. Just like just knock me on my tail every single day. But like, yeah, that was, that was definitely, that was one of the things. And um, I didn't think much of it at the time. I almost thought it was like my passage to becoming an eighth grader eventually, to becoming a high schooler eventually. and
2: But how did you cope? Because you, you, you talk about your parents mm-hmm. and, and your mother telling you, listen, Jonathan, you can't fight back. We're not going to do that. How were you able to deal with it? And I guess part B of that would be, what do you tell the kids now we yeah. are dealing with it?
1: I didn't deal with it well. I just kept viewing it as, you know, oh, this is all right. Everybody goes through it. You know, so I would just tuck it inside. But then, at, you know, all this is going on is just crushing my confidence. Yeah. You know, like I walked like hunched over and like I wouldn't look anyone in the eye when I was talking to them, just like little things would just keep crushing my confidence. So the way I handled it, I just kind of like just dealing with it, just like accepting it, got me through got me through school. But I will honestly admit that I know it affected me more than, like, I'll ever let on. And um, and I see it in, like, like daily life and, like, certain times that I just feel, like, anxious for no reason. Even, I mean? even to this day? Even to this day. Oh, really? There's times, like, when I go do these talks at the schools and I just, like, I'm almost having, like, an anxiety attack just because I'm like, oh, you know, like, what are these kids thinking about me? Like, this, that, like, and I know a lot of that stems from, you know, all this stuff that like people would say to me or mess with me about or whatever growing up. And and I'm much I'm much better now, of course, but it's definitely Yeah, yeah, it's one of it's one of those things that like like I, I look at society now and I look at the access kids have to social media. Oh uh, yeah. And that's just a whole nother I didn't have to worry about social media. So like I could only imagine what it would be like if I had to worry about social media. And like the best thing I can say is like don't just think it's normal and just deal with it or don't say anything don't think that you're being like a snitch or a tattletale or anything like that for speaking up like no like speak up for yourself because that's a form of like standing up for yourself like you're not you're not snitching like if someone keeps i don't know like i'm literally like making something if someone keeps like throwing stuff at you or spitting spitballs at you and it's bothering you you're not approving of that go say something to someone Mm mm-hmm Like, if you're not comfortable enough to, like, approach this person face-to-face, go say so-and-so, tell tell your friend to tell somebody. Right. Go tell the teacher. Go find, like, just nonchalantly, like, you know, I'm not trying to cause a scene, but, you know, so-and-so is doing X, Y, and Z, and it's really bothering me.
0: How difficult is it, though, to try to get in the mind of a middle schooler? Because I'm thinking about when I was in middle school, and you don't want to be the snitch because of what you're talking about the athletic middle schoolers what and if you're in a small school then everyone's going to know that it's you whereas you can almost be lost in the crowd in a larger school so how difficult is it to get into the mind of a middle schooler and what do you think is the most effective way to do so cuz i'd have to imagine it's one on one versus maybe a larger group
1: yeah and it's definitely one of those things um Nobody wants to be that snitch, you know? Nobody wants to be that because then you're even less cool than you right. feel before. You probably like, don't even like that term. Exactly, you don't. Yeah. No, yeah. Nobody Like nobody wants to be that person. Um, but we got to
2: look out for each other. You right? have
1: to look out for each other. That's a thing. So I feel like the best thing is ensuring within the school that there's a, you know, a group of kids, a group of people that are kind of designated to handle that situation where it's like a safe zone almost. I didn't have a safe My safe zone was my mom and my stepdad, you know, going home. Um, but, like, I feel like, like, developing that group, you know, whether it's a teacher, whether it's a principal, nominating certain students that they know can uphold that standard, you know, and they, they know that they know what the, the right thing to do. Like, a group of kids like that, like, I, I, I can, like, picture it. I'm like, you know, six kids, whoever's getting bullied goes up to these six kids and, like, hey, look, like, I need some help. Mm-hmm. And all six of them, all seven of them, or whatever you want to do, like go over and like talk to this bully. Like go talk to him, like, hey, look, like that's not cool. Like, I know it makes you feel cool, but it makes this person feel like crap, you know? Right. Like, something like that would be like great.
2: You just mentioned the dangers of social media. How often do you, now as a professional athlete, a guy who's overcome some of those fears and anxieties to get to this point professionally and also look at what you're doing personally how much time do you spend on social media
1: so me personally i'm not great with keeping up with social media but i know that i i need to be involved with social media to to kind of like reach reach the audience that i'm trying to reach Mm mm-hmm and so I'm trying to do a better job, you know, getting more involved with social media and posting positive things or keeping it light, whatever, I'm just showing a little insight to my life. And um like I do that more for work. You know, I, I do that more for work, but if it's not work related, then people are just on there, you know, to browse, they're just scrolling, you know, scrolling the gram, whatever it is. And that's what like gets people in, in trouble is like the scrolling. And, and like, there's a long, long trail to this, but long story short, like, you know, a kid seeing what a person, what social media is painting for, like, the typical human being to be. Kids are seeing this, especially, like, young girls and stuff. They're seeing, you know, you know the beautiful people of the world. Sure. And they're like, okay, well, that's what I'm supposed to look like, but I don't look like that. So, I'm ugly. Okay, then guy A comes around and says something about... You know, that girl, you know, makes fun of that girl, says her hair looks funnier, whatever, her shoes, whatever, knocks her down a couple more notches. And then that rumor goes through the school, knocks her down a couple more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Like, so it's just like a, like a snowball effect all based on like what people are visioning as like what people should be, what society should be from social media. You know, it's like a, it's like an exaggerated image of like society on social media. Yeah, If that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, I had a classmate um, had to transfer schools because he was cyberbullying. And one of them, the two people involved, one of them stayed and one of them had to go. And it's just one of the things where, to your point, even at my age, I didn't quite have that experience with mm-hmm. Instagram or Twitter or any of that because it wasn't in full force mm-hmm. yet. But I could only imagine what kind of effect it would have had on me or anybody else that I know for that matter because it's it's terrifying to think about. And I'm sure that's one of the things where it's difficult for you to talk about because you didn't quite go through the social media phase of it. But at the same time, you're more wise with it because you're older than a middle schooler, obviously.
1: And on on that note, it's funny, not funny, but it's interesting that even as a professional athlete, I still get cyberbullied, you know. Like, oh yeah, like, you yeah, guys yeah. are living. <laughs> you have to are living right in the target. <laughs> zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like so. Like, I'll, like, I'll, I'll be completely honest. Like, I, I got a message like yesterday out of nowhere. Like, I, I was just, I didn't, I didn't follow this person. I didn't like any of their pictures. I'm like, oh, yo, the Jets suck. <laughs> I'm like, was that necessary? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is my job. This is my livelihood. Like, what, what made you go out of your way to write this stranger? such a like you know like a harassing message you know like that's so rude Yeah. but the only difference is as an adult now I know that you know this will pass like I know that you know those are just words and I can see the light at the end of the tunnel right it's different when you know a younger person's getting that when you're your teenage or adolescent years are the most important years of your life at that time.
2: I feel there are just a lot of unhappy people out there for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I second that. Mm-hmm. And, and and social media tends to amplify that. And, you know, instead of, I guess, going off social media completely because we can't, uh, I, I do think we can take the message from you is that we got to remind people what's positive out there. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> You know because it seems like the the things that are going to grab attention are are the salacious things or the crazy comments mm-hmm. or the threats and things uh, of that nature and uh sports sometimes is a microcosm of what we've seen in life
1: mm-hmm. yeah yes, yes no for sure um yeah yeah there's 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 not enough positivity out right. there right now there's too much negativity and it's easy to be negative. It's easy, like, you wake up on the wrong side of the bed or you stub your toe or whatever. Like, it's easy just to be negative, just to be angry. But, like, if everyone just worked to try to be positive, you know, try to just be nicer to people. And, like, like, like I try to tell some of the kids I talked to, I'm like, you're not going to like everybody. No. Everyone's not going to like you. <laughs> no but that doesn't mean you have to go out of your way to say something to that person. Mm-hmm. You're entitled to your opinion, you know what I mean, to yourself, like, but you don't go insult that person because they're entitled to, to do as they want as well. You know, so it's just I don't know it's just one of those things that it'll you know there's no true, true solution. there's nothing like there's no quick fix or anything like that, but you know if we can just you know one person at a time just kind of get on board with with this positivity train, you know, I feel like
2: how happy are you you're using this platform to go out into the schools and talk about your first hand experiences. Mm-hmm and also listen to these children about their problems today. How did it all come about in terms of the Jets and the anti-bullying uh, with the Community Relations Department? I'm
1: trying to think what really started it. Yeah. Um, So I believe there was a former teammate here, former teammate, and he was kind of involved with stomp out bullying. Right. And he was doing a visit to a school, like an assembly visit, to talk to the school. And just kind of, you know, give them some positive words and all this stuff. And it was my first one going, you know, with him. And then, like, you know, after that first assembly, you know, after I talked to the kids, I'm like, wait. That, this was my life in a nutshell. <laughs> I'm like, I might be able to, like, like kind of, like, get more involved with this. So then I was like, you know, you guys just let me know whenever there's an assembly or, you know, school visit. We'll meet with some kids one-on-one, you know, just to, like, make their day. You know, they're in the middle of class. And, you know, to have, like, an NFL player show up in your classroom and grab you, like, hey, let's go have a bite of pizza real quick. Like, that'll just make anyone's day, make anyone feel cool, you know? So, um, you know, very, very glad, very glad that that um to be involved with this. And, you know, I'm just hoping, I'm just hoping this thing can kind of just branch out and just kind of, you know, pick up some more steam. Because, like, the cyberbullying threat, you know, just throughout America, it's like, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's so ridiculous. Like, I'm asking third and fourth graders, like, you know, who all has an Instagram account? And everyone's raising their hands. <laughs> Like, what do you need an Instagram for? <laughs> I didn't have
0: a phone in. Third That's or thank you. Grade. I didn't thank have you. a phone
1: till like eighth or ninth thank grade. Thank you. Thank you. I'm trying to think what game system I had at that time. I think it was like 64 or something like that. <laughs> yeah, they had well, a PS2. Well, I'm a little just little. like, that's all I needed was my N64 and my bike, <laughs> exactly. you know, well, and so, I was cool. So
2: we're <laughs> dating. Uh, we're we're going to date myself here. We're, we're, we're going to talk about flip phones and landlines. You guys don't even know what a landline what? is. <laughs> I begged
1: for a private line. I begged I like, and I begged for like a, a private line. line. And then you just heard that the phone was hollow and like, Mom, get off the phone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I Well, my parents used to have. Have their parents um, The really old phones with Where the dial phones Oh yeah Yeah well, I used to Love that I don't
1: know thing. why That was so fascinating Yeah Yeah
0: It was, just, yeah. Yeah, was y- like y- What are you talking about You have to do like this it's yeah. Like I was just Punching the numbers you can, you can probably get those In an antique store Oh yeah Oh yeah Oh yeah, oh,
2: yeah. And, and you guys probably Don't even know What busy signals are
1: Oh, uh, of course, of or, course. Or, or dial up, dial up, AOL, <laughs> dial up. No one can be I, on the phone with a dial up. I, I, I didn't
0: have to experience a dial up. I'll date myself.
1: <laughs> you, you know, I what? had my dial with the disc, the AOL disc that you had to put in. <laughs> yep,
2: yep. Hey, um, what you're doing is outstanding. And I think uh, what it also highlights is it, you just said it that you're not going to like everybody at your workplace. Mm-hmm. So there's f- 53 guys on an NFL roster. There's no way in hell you're going to like oh. everybody <laughs> on, on that roster. Exactly. With that being said. All right, who don't you like? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, that there, there are players in the National Football League who get in trouble with the law, who do things that aren't good and don't put uh, the league in a favorable light. But there are a lot of dudes like you, conversely, who are out there in the community who are good people who care about the future, who care about community causes, who are actively involved. Mm-hmm. And you, can you talk a little bit about that as far as the small fraternity in the National Football League and how there are guys like yourself who really are concerned mm-hmm. about just more than winning and losing on Sunday?
1: Um. Yeah. There's definitely there's definitely a lot more of us in the NFL than people realize because not everyone does it for publicity or you know what I mean like not saying that people like you know it's just like sometimes people are just like no I genuinely care about animals so yeah. I go to all the animal shelters whatever it may be just trying to make a difference and um and I just think that that should be like you know however it's done that should be like you know highlighted and emphasized a bit more because of course. It's one of those things. Like you turn on the news in the morning, what's going to grab your attention is the the six six car car accident, you know, with two deaths, or you know what I mean?
2: Or the like, robbery, or the exactly, murder. Exactly, exactly.
1: But like, you or know,
2: what somebody said on Twitter. Exactly, exactly. <laughs>
1: but like, you know, the 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 positive news and stuff like that doesn't grab as much attention. Mm-hmm. So people tend to like shy away from that. Mm-hmm. But um, you no, know, there's definitely there's definitely a bunch of guys throughout the NFL that are that are trying to make a difference, you know, that, that have a purpose. And you know, I think it's, it's amazing that they're using this platform to do so because, you know, the one, like obviously it looks great for the NFL, but two, like you're going to reach a lot more people using the NFL platform in such a positive light. And, you know, I, I highly encourage everybody to, you know, if you have some kind of purpose, some kind of cause, like in the, within the NFL to use that platform, use that to kind of magnify, you know, your, your purpose. And, and like I said, you know, I keep saying, well, I'm like, you know, the world can be a much better place. Oh, yeah. I think about things now, like, uh, this is legit what I think about, like, when I'm on my couch at home. I'm like, <laughs> back then, like, there were no school shootings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like why, like, why are kids so angry that they're, you know, they're bringing a rifle to school and shooting up the school? I wonder, and, you know, I wonder why. Like, they're not just like, oh, well, my mom was mean to me, so I'm going to go shoot up the school. No, it's like. You know, like, this person said X, Y, and Z about me in school. This person won't leave me alone day in, day out. This person, I don't know, like, trash canned me. You know, he, he, he swir- swirled me, like, put my head yeah. in the toilet. Like, all this stuff that, that, that still goes on in, in various forms today. And that brings out, like, like those actions, those negative actions, bring, brings out, you know, the evil in people.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Jet's legend Marty Lyons has always said, you can change a person's day by just saying hello to them. Totally agree with that. <laughs> just it.
1: saying hello today. That's it. You know? That's it. Why why is that why is that so it, difficult?
0: It it's not it's just it's one of those things that's I think evolved over time And to yeah. your point about the news being so negative. Uh, it's not not to be like to get in my routine here, I once a week I go on the treadmill. For, and I hate, I hate it for two reasons. One, because I hate the treadmill.
1: <laughs> Who does Two,
0: because the TVs all have the news on it, mm-hmm. and I can't change them. Mm-hmm. And every morning when I look at the TVs, it's car crash this, X, Y, Z, and it's just, like, kind of depressing. Yes. And it's just, like – and to flip the script, though, as much as we've talked about cyberbullying and social media negativity, the one thing that gets me every time is when something happens in sports – and it's promoted on Twitter, and it, it chokes me up, whether it's like um, a homecoming mm-hmm. for someone that's active overseas, mm-hmm. if it's a, a scholarship uh, in college mm-hmm. when somebody gets put on scholarship, yep, yep, yep. Um, when someone who's sick meets their idol and stuff like that. Like, I, I'm a sucker for that, and I will watch it all day, and it'll, it's, it, you feel like you need more of it because it there's was. just not enough to go around.
2: That, that's a great transition to – is speaking of school, let's go back to the world's greatest school. Oh God! Yeah, can, can you tell us about your major at Florida? What you ultimately <laughs> want to do so, after your long playing career is over?
1: So, um, you know, I had every every bit of you know a desire to be a sports psychologist going into college. Mm. Start out psychology, and um, the only biology class they offered was an online bio class. I don't do well with online classes, especially <laughs> you know. I had a job in college, and you know, full-time athlete. So, so ended up having to go a different route. Failed that class twice. Went a different route. Ended up with a double major in anthropology and criminology. And I forgot the classes that kind of got me in that direction. But I was like, man, like I was like, like homicides, kind of, kind of interesting. It's funny because like it's such like a a weird topic. But I'm like, man, like like becoming like a homicide detective would be kind of cool. Like I'm all about like critical thinking and, and puzzles of all sorts, and I was like, it sounds morbid, but you show up to a crime scene, it's like a life-size puzzle of like what happened, like <laughs> yeah. why way or puzzle. what. Yeah, no, like it really, and um, that's just kind of like how my mind works. So, um, you know, my my end and end goal would be, you know, to be a to be um, a homicide detective. Mm-hmm. You know, become a homicide detective, but as of right now. I've really become more passionate about, like, fitness and training, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of leaning towards, you know, training, training professional athletes, whether it's training offensive linemen, whether it's just training athletes in general, whether it's more of, like, a strength coach route, like, all of that's kind of on my radar right now because it's something I understand well and that I myself do well. So, like, I know, like, you know, being in that kind of career, I will always be able to practice what I
0: preach. Well, we had Justice on. Justice Gallick had strength and conditioning coach. He you said you're in there all the time. We, we asked him who who are the people that are that you have to kick out of the weight room, and <laughs> you were on the short list. So, so you do practice what you preach there. A, a great
2: interpersonal communicator. So uh, I think you'd be able to motivate uh, folks in there as well. Now – we have to
0: have you back on the yeah, podcast we later on this year uh, for oh, the record. Right. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, so we can go into look. the homicide, hey, detective stuff. Me, yeah, we're well, going to get into yeah,
2: yeah, but real quickly, and we can get into this uh, next time, uh, the music, do you still do a little music? You still yeah,
1: you I, I was wondering that too. So very musically inclined, like yeah. uh, most, just about any song that comes on, like I know the lyrics to or, or something like, no matter what genre, no matter what genre, like I'll catch people off guard by – you know, knowing every like lyric to songs I probably shouldn't know every lyric to. I'm just gonna leave I almost okay. I almost just threw myself under the bus. <laughs> so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave my, that. my mind is spinning right now. <laughs> just just you could just, just talk to some of the people. Like I, I know I don't even have a good voice and I'm just like a song comes on, I'm just singing. Hey, like, I got here, I'm just singing. But um no, still still love music. I can still pick up the guitar and do a little something. I don't keep up with it. Um I haven't touched a French horn since um yeah, since, like, I left high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, would I pick it up one day again? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But um, I, overall, I just enjoy music. And I think playing music kind of grew my passion for it. Mm. You know, I, like, I'll listen to a song in a different way than somebody, like, typically would listen to a song. You know, like, I'm listening to the different instruments in the background, like, the the rhythm of the beat, you know, like, lyrics and stuff are always cool, but, like, I, I guess more of the creation aspect of the music is what I guess. Well,
0: not to come full circle here, I feel like it's how an average person would watch a football game versus how you would watch a football game.
1: And that's one thing I do enjoy, like, people who, who are like, oh, yeah, you know, I love football. I watch football nonstop. And then drop a little bit of knowledge. Yeah. You know, drop a little bit of knowledge. I'm like, oh, well, you know, if you watch a running back here on this play, he's doing this for this reason. And, well, you know, just like <laughs> stuff like it's that. It's such They're a like, different vantage point. Yeah. You
0: know? Okay. Uh, before we let you go, I have one final question for you. To, I want to know, just leave us with a little bit of, I don't know if it's positive, but give me the time where the bullying stopped, the first time where you realized you could become the bully being on the offensive line and that the bullying has got to come to an end.
1: All right, so earlier I was wondering, you know, I was, was kind of like talking to myself like, should I really share you know, like kind of the the breaking point story, which I'm like honestly, I'll be positive. like I'm I'm embarrassed about. Like like yeah. Oh, like, well, you I'm, don't have like, to run. share
0: it if you don't want to.
1: But like it's
0: it can be an off-camera conversation or you can keep it to yourself.
1: Um, but <laughs> or we'll keep the people hanging for next time. <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> we'll keep them hanging. Maybe we'll see, but um Long story short, my freshman year in uh high school. Freshman year in high school. Um there was like like four, five, six, I don't know, upper like upperclassmen, seniors and juniors that you know, um the first time they met me was in summer training right before my freshman year and that's when I acquired the name Big Baby. I didn't know anything about football. I didn't know anything about lifting weights. Mm-hmm. Never lift. I couldn't do a push-up, you know, and um so like, oh, you know that we're just gonna call you Big Baby, you know we, you don't know anything, you know whatever. So uh, I'm like, all right, cool. So I just kind of took that and embraced that name. I was like, all right, I could I could work with that, like whatever. <laughs> um, it was like a month later, whatever it was. Um, we were in the locker room hanging out. Our last period of the day was a football class, like it was a gym class that you know we can get some, like we could watch a little film, we could work out, whatever it was. And like I remember one time they thought it'd be funny to to mess with me. And um, and they all just started like harassing me in like this other locker room. So like we had the main locker room, then there was like a JV locker room that no one was in at the time. And like they just they just like harassed me, like whatever, like pinning me down, like trying to take my stuff off me, like all like. And it got it got it got pretty bad, you know. It got pretty bad, and like I'm trying not to like like I didn't get like angry you know. Hey, get that off, you know. Like I didn't get angry. But like I'm trying like I'm honestly I'll be honest, like I was trying not to not to cry versus, you know, trying to laugh it off and act like I'm cool, like, oh hey, I'm one of the guys, like, you know, this is my initiation. But like it really wasn't. Like it was it was definitely like every bit of hazing, every bit of bullying, like it was and nobody else went through that. Yeah. Right. Nobody else went through that. So you know, all that said and done, um, you know, it really, like, it really got under my skin and all this stuff. And so we're practicing, I don't know how long after. And we're doing, I guess what would be considered, like, uh, Oklahoma drills. Oh, the
2: old Oklahoma drill. Which <laughs> and, is, I think they've outlawed now. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and, like, I remember, like, I hit the first dude, bomb, bomb, got past him. And the biggest guy on our team, um, biggest guy on our team, um, I'm not, yeah, I don't know names or nothing. Okay. And, uh. And he was just sitting there, and he was one of the guys that was messing with me in the locker room. And, like, I caught him with my helmet, like, right under his chin and just dropped him. Dude, dude was, like, 340 pounds at the time. Like, a <laughs> big country joker. Yeah. And, and I just dropped him. And then something just kind of went through me. And I'm like, wait, wait, I got, I got a little stuff to me. Like, you know, like, like, yeah, I'm like, hold up, hold up. Because I never hit somebody like that before. I'm like, hold up, hold up. And then that's when it slowly started to turn. It's so, like, the guys, like, they would still, like, after that, after I did that to them, you know, that's a big dude. That was head honcho, you know, with this group. Yeah. So, like, they slowly stopped messing with me as much. And, um, you know, eventually would try to be, like, buddy-buddy with me. And, like, I, was, I wasn't having that. I was like, there's yeah. no way I'm having that. And then um, just, you know, as, as I grew older in high school, they graduated. They left. And then I kind of moved up to that senior role. And that's, like, you know, I was starting, like, I was getting recruited by colleges, all this stuff. And the recruitment and that attention kind of brought some, like, natural confidence mm. to me. Because mm-hmm. I was a cool, like, I'm from a small, like, country school. Like, I now was a cool kid on campus. Like, I'm I'm the big-time football player. All these guys that messed with me are, are now working at the grocery store, you know? And so that gave me a little boost of confidence, and that's when, like, I kind of took a turn for the better. Mm-hmm. And and going to college, like, it just kind of increased. Just a little bit more confidence, a little bit more and here I am, you know, like I can put on a good front, but like I'll be the first to admit that I'm not, I'm not naturally like a confident person, you know. So,
0: I think it's cool that you admit your flaws more than anything else, too. Hey, because you got to. You're like you're. Hot. What's your height, weight? Six, six, three, three, oh, five.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was a good guess. Hey, hey. I,
0: I don't know if it's a flaw. I would just say I admire your yeah honesty. I, yeah,
2: I, because most people won't go that raw and. uh Credit to your mom too, man. Mm-hmm. She, 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 no said, she, she said. She said. love to hear that. I'll make sure to send this She day. said, <laughs> you know, I got a chance to meet her last year, but it, it, that she said, Jonathan, you, you can hurt somebody, and and you took care of your issue between the white lines. You didn't even have to do it outside of school. You did hmm. it on the football field. Yes.
0: And boom. Jokes on whoever picked on him, because big babies
1: in the NFL. Yeah, that's exactly. right. Going strong. Exactly. That definitely was uh, football became my outlet to like be a legal bully. Illegal a le- legal bully. Love that.
0: Yeah. Alright, well we really appreciate you coming on the official Jets Podcast in the play MGM studios because for me, for real, it, this is great. this has been great and been great. make sure to check out what Jonathan's doing in the community. Stomp out bullying and we'll see you next week on the pod.